Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. America faces a choice. This is Battleground America. Here's Tara Servatius. Should you get ready to roll up your sleeve again if you want to keep your job? Headline Town Hall. Biden suggests he will mandate a COVID booster for all Americans this fall. Folks, they literally just said, oh, no, no, we're not going back to all that mandatory Stalinist stuff. But here we go. But this time will be a little different because this time doctors are asking questions like Dr. Marty Marcari a surgeon and professor at Johns Hopkins and a columnist for the Wall Street Journal. Colleges already have vaccine mandates and many employers are already talking about requiring this new COVID vaccine. It's a new booster. Now they're expected to be approved in about two or three weeks. The CDC already scheduled a meeting to recommend the vaccine on September 12. But here's the problem. Folks, before COVID madness, the average shot trial and we used to do them in third world countries before we ever tried to shot here. The average shot trial was seven years. Many ran 14, 15 years long. Now it's, well, a couple of weeks before you are the trial. You are the guinea pig. And that's exactly what Mark Carey's talking about here. The question is, do we have any good human data? Do we have any results that it actually works? And I was surprised the president went ahead and said that it not only works, but it's necessary. And we don't have any public information about this uh, vaccine. It appears as if the new system now is that the White House has private meetings with pharma, tells the FDA to approve it and the CDC to recommend it. And then we're told that every American over age 12 is supposed to get this. They tried this last fall with the new Omicron vaccine Mm -hmm. booster. Only 17 percent of Americans said yes at that time. Yeah, that's not a lot. Um, And so understandably, all these shot companies, which I'm sure we'll be writing big checks to Democrats and maybe some Republicans too, are feeling a little broke this time. And so Joe Biden's going to fix that. Do they dare put your job on the line again in an election year or almost an election year? It's going to be fascinating to watch because it's not going to go the same way as last time. Enter Dr. Joseph Latipo. He's Florida Surgeon General, top doctor, appointed by Ron DeSantis. And he's nothing like Anthony Fauci. He's a medical doctor and a PhD who graduated from Harvard. Here's what he tweeted over the weekend. 
What do you call reimposing mask policies that have been proven ineffective or restarting lockdowns that are known to cause harm? You don't call it sanity. These terrible policies only work with your cooperation. How about refusing to participate? He then warned in a tweet storm that two USC basketball players experienced cardiac arrest in the past year and both almost certainly were forced or misled into taking the vaccine. And then he says that Florida data and a new Swiss study show it that the vaccine can do harm. Yet the CDC and the FDA are silent. mRNA COVID-19 vaccines, he says, are ruining trust in scientists and public health. And finally, he says, a Florida analysis shows 84% increased risk of cardiac death after mRNA COVID vaccines in young men. And he also references an English analysis showing a 70% increased risk in a similar age group. And warns two boys in Connecticut died days after the COVID vax with autopsy showing acute myocarditis. Going to be fascinating to watch the CDC and the NIH try to pull off a, hey, this shot is safe routine again when we just saw the Johnson & Johnson vaccine pulled after 50 million doses were given, dear God, for causing what? Myocarditis. It's rare, they say. Yeah, well, they didn't used to admit it happened at all. So I'm sure that rare part will only last as long as the next study. Folks, this is madness to do this again. Ditto for the mask mandates that are popping up again like mushrooms, especially given the fact that the Functional Government Initiative just had its FOIA request finally answered from 2001. And the NIH and the CDC were forced to disclose this internal letter from several doctors. They never meant... For anybody to see it, in which they complained to CDC and NIH leadership about serious errors, quote unquote, and misrepresented medical research used by the CDC and the NIH um, to make the case for masks. It was actually written, the, the letter to CDC officials correcting their science by Michael Osterholm. He's the director of the Center for Infectious Disease Research and Policy at the University of Minnesota and seven colleagues. They informed the agency it was promoting flawed and fraudulent data and excluding data that did not reinforce the mass narrative. What was so interesting, and this is the reason it took them so long to produce it, was that they were not only accused of misrepresenting the evidence with a correction um, to what they had on their website, but they said this was literally killing people to telling to tell them to mask up because they thought they weren't spreading the virus. And so they'd put the mask on and go see their medically compromised loved ones, thus spreading COVID. It could cause increased death. Other problem, he they said, they warned, it could erode trust in the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. Yeah, duh. Well, they didn't want you to see this. They didn't want you to know that the leaders of the CDC had been informed they were peddling snake oil. But that literally came out last week. But no big deal. This week, they're back to the big lie. Folks, why do they need this? Two reasons. Part of it is theater. When people have to wear masks, it looks like World War Z. Otherwise, you can't see the you can't see the pandemic. It's got to look scary. Number two, a lot of people walking around going, well, it's not happening in my state. It's not happening in my state. No, no, no. They don't expect red states to adopt this at all. But what they do expect is that blue areas in purple states think swing states and blue areas in blue states will adopt this given giving 
boards of election heads in blue counties the covers to break the law again and i don't mean break the law driving around in a van in the middle of the night with lots of absentee ballots although i'm sure they'll do that too if they could get away with it no no i mean break it right in front of your face like happened in wisconsin where the law says you have to request by mail have witnesses have a trail for the ballots but what even fox news reported at the time They literally, one of their blue boards of elections, partnered with the Biden campaign. They were handing absentee ballots out in a park. Why? Because COVID. Well, that's not legal. So the way that they broke the law and stole the election was not necessarily even just sneaking around in the middle of the night. It was right there in broad daylight. I mean, Fox News was running the footage. I'll never forget it. That's what they need this virus for. That's what they need this variant for. That's why they needed to catch on credibly in blue counties again most especially blue counties in the five to six swing states worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole well good thing instacart shoppers are as picky as you are they find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line they are milk expiration date detectives they bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are so let instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date download the instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last minimum ten dollar per order additional term supply problem is if your national employer decides to go along you might have to be a guinea pig again or lose your job meanwhile with their pandemic scam fraying around the edges it looks like they've moved on to their next psyop folks they want climate lockdowns they want a climate emergency because thanks to a world war one era law still on the books that we've talked about a lot on this podcast they have the power in an emergency to seize means of production so if you have a climate emergency they can theoretically seize the grid and water supplies that's exactly what u.s oil and gas association president tim stewart warned just the news back at the end of July. They are angling for that climate emergency. And so, of course, like COVID theater, we've got to have climate theater. That produced the summer of boiling. Remember the summer of love? This was the boiling summer. The theatrical production, because this is what this is by the left, started with the first ever smoke wafting down from Canada. Not surprising that the smoke was wafting down from Canada. After all, they've adopted the same brush clearing policies as liberals are beginning to do in blue areas that guarantee and ensure wildfires of a historic and historically deadly nature. Do you ever notice something? Have you ever seen smoke wafting up from the Carolinas? Wafting up all over, I don't know, upward to Canada? No, because here in the South, where it's red, we have normal policies because we care about human life and managing the underbrush. They want theater. They want worst ever wildfires. So that's how the summer started. And then there were the Maui fires. You can look back at what I've reported on that. There was a lot of government complicity to almost come together and ensure the maximum level of death and destruction. And again, those are on my past podcast. If you want to look those up, you can. I'm not going to recap them here. But what did we see mid-August to late August? We saw the Democrats in unison demanding a climate emergency. Because why? Because this was the worst wildfire in 100 years in Maui. Death, destruction. The reason it was the worst could only be because of climate change, right? 
Well, gosh darn it. Did you know at the same time the Europeans were being fed the same message about the wildfires in Greece? Historic. Worst ever in Europe. Why? Because climate change is worst ever. By God, if we don't turn over to the government the ability to regulate every single inch of our lives. By the way, do you know they're going after ceiling fans now? We'll all die in a fiery inferno. In other words, at exactly the same time, we're having a worse-in-a-century government-assisted disaster in Maui, and we're getting the climate change talking points. They were literally having the same thing in Europe. What are the odds? It's almost like it's coordinated. Like here in Europe, with zero evidence, the media spun the tale that this was caused by climate change. You can Google it. Just the size and scope of the coverage in both places attributing this, these fires, these historic fires to climate change is just unparalleled. I mean, it goes for pages on Google until this weekend. When the news broke that the wildfires in Greece didn't actually start because of climate change. Nope, arson has started them. Now, that's not unusual. We've heard of that before. You know, years after a catastrophic fire, one guy, maybe two tops, gets arrested for either deliberately starting it or illegally built a fire somewhere, tossed a cigarette, you know the drill. But wouldn't it be weird if 15 people started a fire? 20? 30? 40? How about 50? You ever heard of that? Okay, well, try 79 arsonists. I am not making this up. Google it. 79 arsonists so far have been arrested for starting the deadly Greek wildfires, and they say there are more. So that's what it took to produce a deadly wildfire. It's almost like they had to have a record breaker to get their climate change talking points. Folks, there is no way. That's not at least partially coordinated. There's no way. Just like there's no way that the Maui fire disaster was not at least partially not an accident. I mean, come on. 911 system goes down. The municipal Facebook page tells you, tells everybody to head to Front Street. The single worst place for the fire, the police blocked the exits. The Maui, uh, the Hawaiian Electric utility blocks the exit. Are you kidding me? What are the odds? The odds that that would all happen. Oh, and they deny the water all at the same time. What's so incredible about this fire in Maui? It's not a fast happening occurrence. This thing started at about 1230 a.m. in the morning. The public wouldn't be warned until almost four o'clock p.m. And then all of a sudden, the authorities who just couldn't do anything, didn't do anything i'm thinking police here suddenly they're on the move to block the few escape routes that there are after no sirens i mean come on folks it's got that same fake coordinated feel look i can't prove this but i tell you what we are going to be watching more of these and they will all have similar circumstances because it's not good enough just to produce a wildfire we have those it's going to have to be catastrophic with lots of death in fact i suspect they went a little too far in Maui and they upped the death toll way too much. And now they're trying to walk it back. I think that's why Joe Biden didn't want to go there. I think it's why the Biden administration didn't want to, to set him. They want this to fade so no one will look too closely at it. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. want to thank PhD Weight Loss for sponsoring it. I just hit a major milestone. Eight months. For eight months, I've kept off the 29 pounds I lost on the PhD Weight Loss plan. 
The furthest I ever got on my own was 19 pounds lost. I gained it right back. To take all that weight off, get to my ideal weight, and then meet Tina for eight months, I would have told you that was impossible before PhD weight loss. But you can do it too from any state when you take advantage of their PhD at home weight loss program. Weigh in, meet with your coach. All the great things that I did, you can do too from wherever you are. It's super convenient. I'm in maintenance now and I just had a session with my coach yesterday in my pajamas from the comfort of my couch. Needless to say, I didn't choose the video option. I didn't want anyone to see me, but that's what I love about it. You can do it anytime from anywhere. You can fit it right into your schedule. To find out more, go to myphdweightloss.com. That's myphdweightloss.com. Battleground America with Tara Servatius. Please subscribe on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Share with friends, family, and other free thinkers. Thanks for listening. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.